0: Welcome to Sacrifice to Success podcast. My name is David Weaver, and I am the owner of the Forgotten Art Project. My mission is to help others create freedom in every aspect of their life. In this season of the podcast, we are talking life, business, and what makes you feel alive. We are speaking with business owners and entrepreneurs from all over, hearing about the sacrifices, the learnings, the twists, the turns, the ups and downs, and the successes they have had in life and business. These are their stories. All right, welcome back, everybody. I am excited, as always, to have another guest named Amy Find Reeves. Welcome, Amy.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, David.
0: Yeah, you bet. So uh, you're from Boston. Tell Tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do, and all that.
1: Okay, great. So um, I'm sitting here in downtown Boston, which is my home office. And I have authored a new book called College to Career Skills, Tools, and Confidence for Your Job Search. And it is the result of. Um, A very long-held passion, which began in 1980, well, let's just say sometime late last century, when I graduated from college, (laughs) uh, which um, was a very good college, and I had a very good GPA, and I wanted to do what all my friends were doing, which was going to Wall Street to join a training program. And I failed miserably. I had done everything I thought I was supposed to do, and there I was kind of at an abyss. So I um, worked as an admin for a year, and I taught myself how to get a job there. I learned everything I could. And the next year, I got a job uh, right out of the gate. And turns out I was really good at it. And I loved it. And it started a great career. But for the rest of my career, I every time somebody came into the office and said, Oh, I have a nephew who wants to do this, or my neighbor wants to get into this, role and I, what do I do? And I was like, oh, I'll work with them. I'll work with them and became a passion of mine because there were no resources, I didn't think. And I still don't think there's a lot of resources today. So um, uh, what was kind of a weird hobby um, turned into a book. And I'm very proud of it. I've um, also worked with a number of individuals professionally um, and really made a difference in their lives. And I really be- I'm really really thrilled to have this book available because it's um, something I believe can really make a difference. And I can now get my work, my um, my methodology out there to a lot more people.
0: Cool. I love it. That's so fun. It's It's interesting because, you know, you in some ways the, the thing sort of came to you, like people, you know, you were attracting that thing and then you're able to just kind of help people, people as a side, as a, as a passion on the side. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah And it's interesting. I also, um, the other thing I want to definitely tell your readers too, is something I didn't realize is that everything that happened to my in my career. So um, uh, really went into what I'm doing now. So uh, I also had to make a career transition midlife. I suddenly found myself a um, a single mother with a two-year-old and I had always had very travel intensive jobs. I started out as a banker, then I got my MBA and I became a global management consultant. And those are really travel intensive jobs. And mm-hmm. when you have a toddler and you're a single mom, you cannot have a travel intensive job. So I needed to switch careers and I um, had no resources I could find again. So I figured out how to, I didn't, I couldn't be a consultant and I couldn't take a drop in pay. So I figured out I, I, one thing I needed to I knew how to do on the corporate side was how to run a consulting firm. So I became, um, I ran three consulting firms for an East Coast um, contract resource organization. And I did that on my own too. So I actually work with people in mid transition as well. And that's actually my next book. So um, uh, that went into my experience. And um, I've been a you know, a golden child got promoted really early. I've been fired. I've had strange experiences as a woman. I've had some strange experience just as a person, but everything that I've had, I had no idea it was leading up to something that I could use um both as an entrepreneur um and as an author.
0: Mm, that's so cool. okay. so is let's go back and just like speak talking about the book for a second. So uh-huh. is what are the types of things that you found? Like, what are a couple of the most interesting things that people don't think about when they're, you know, looking for a new career? And and how do you help them with that?
1: Well, I think uh, the issue with uh people getting out of schools they don't know and even people in mid-careers they just don't know what jobs there are so Mm -hmm. you know what jobs there are on tv and you know what your parents do and maybe what your parents friends do but you just don't know um people don't talk about what they do when they're not doing it and it's kind of hard to figure out so one of the things i do early in the book is give people sort of a a short list of questions to ask to figure out what people do. So, you know, what, how does your company make money? How does your company, um, who are your company's customers? How do you help, help their, what do you, what value do you add for customers? And how do you as an individual support what your company's doing and how you make money how you help customers because otherwise people kind of shut down and the way that mm. i think about it, david is um, imagine someone asked you how to uh, fly how to take a plane trip where would you start? I mean, there's books written about how to get through TSA, how to buy a plane ticket. um, And no one, everyone's kind of like a deer in the headlights, right? And that's kind of what looking for a job is like. But Mm -hmm. what my book does is lay it out end to end, from beginning to end, from how to understand that you have saleable skills. You know, if you are good at building, developing friends, you're probably good at building relationships, you might be good at sales. If you're really well-organized, if you're really good at keeping details, those three things and doing well under pressure. So those three things, doing well under pressure, being detail-oriented, being well-organized are three things that everyone needs in every job anywhere. So mm-hmm. how to present those, like turns out, if you've been a waitress, you that's really good job experience. You just need to know that and know how to present that. And I take that all the way through from Building a resume, a cover letter, an elevator pitch through to starting your new job and how to do that well. So it's very, very detailed. I go into sort of not just how to get a networking interview, but also what to do. I have sort of a structure and a worksheet. And here's how you structure a networking interview. So you're not just going calling somebody up and say when they give you time and say, hi, um, you know, tell me, tell me what you do, et cetera. So it's yeah. really detailed and I lay it out end to end.
0: Oh, I think that's super valuable because I'm just imagining, you know, and I know some people who like really unhappy with their job <laughs> and like when you're in that kind of contracted state of like, like I'm, I'm really unhappy, but I don't know what to do. And like, and having some framework laid out and questions to help you like get out of that and see what could be possible. Right. I think that's just incredibly valuable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I think so.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, um, is this your first book?
1: it is my first book, but it won't cool. be the last. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So tell me about, tell me about that process. How, how was it, were you a writer before? And like, how, how did you, I'm assuming you partnered with somebody to help you with it as well.
1: Um, I didn't actually, I always, oh,
0: all on your own. I always
1: fancied myself a writer. Nice. I did do it all on my own. What I, because I was a consultant for so long, um, i did some market research and i realized that there were some really good books i hope i don't get myself in trouble that were like academic tomes and they clearly were written by professors who talked to a lot of business people and knew a lot about what they were talking about and i thought nobody's really going to read them and yeah. there were <laughs> a, a lot of books out there and a lot of resources on the net that were kind of like um you know don't wear a um an earring to an interview that were kind of Light. They didn't go into much detail. Mm-hmm. The. the- uh, perspective that I offer is that I was a hiring manager for so long. So what I what I knew I had a unique perspective in that I um, offer something that nobody else offers. Um, uh, that no one else is out there because a lot of career books are written by HR people who are great, and by um, uh, people who used to be RAs and have a good rapport with people just getting out of college or who are new to career. There aren't a lot written by business people. By the same token. Um, I wanted to go somewhere in the middle and I was a consultant for a really long time. So if you happen to read my book, you'll notice a lot of things come in bullet points and a lot of things come in threes and a lot of things are in tables, which is how I kind of learned to do business writing. So that's kind of the way it's written, but it's also a lot of call-out boxes and it was written for an audience um, that's not gonna read an academic tome, but needs a little bit more than um, just sort of light work and it's very heavy emphasis on what we as hiring managers look for. So not a perspective that, that is out there already. And I, I wouldn't have bothered if I thought that was out there. But as I continued, even um, in um, as a C-suite interviewer, I would see people falling down and people not understanding exactly what it is we were looking for. And it's kind of obvious in a C-suite because some people, you know, are so good, they just never interview from, you know, the time they just get promoted, 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 promoted. And then, you know, they interview for the first time, they, they've been laid off or reorganized and they they don't know how to interview per se. So um, mm-hmm. I work with those clients too. That's going to be a book someday too.
0: Nice. That's so cool. Yeah. I think, you know, there's a lot of people writing these days where they partner with somebody who does a lot of the writing, but it's, it's amazing that you're just like, nope, I got this. I'm going to do it yeah. all. Yeah. 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 I really cool. enjoyed
1: it. Um, yeah. And I'm really proud of it too.
0: Nice. I can see it. Yeah. For those of you listening, she's got a big smile on her face. You can't <laughs> see it. <but. laughs> cool. Okay. So let's see, you've been in the business world for so long. Take me back or it, it can be long ago or more recent, but what is something that was particularly challenging that you, you went through and then what did you learn in going through that process?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I didn't prepare for that one, David. Oh. <laughs> um, so um, I think the both of the experiences that I gave you um, about transitioning careers were obviously made a huge impression on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did, uh, I did have an experience. My, I, I was an entrepreneur once before. And um, I started a company with two partners, a former boss and um, an IT guy, because uh, you need an IT guy, right? We were working for a small um, digital marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now a huge digital marketing agency. I won't say which one. And um, we had a, a, a process firm um, that was built around CRM. It was a very early CRM firm, um, and uh, it was bought by a much larger firm, and the partnership didn't go well so um it was something where i left as soon as i was contractually able to go to a former client and i wound up not being not keeping um uh there's one of the partners uh, there's one of the partners two of us don't speak to anymore and it wound up being really difficult but um I, I have to say I wouldn't have changed the way it went down, but um, it was difficult. Um, it happened after the deal was done and it was kind of about um, uh, a really good friend and a disappointment around kind of the, not the money, um, but kind of around um, the the power, balance of power after the sale was done. And it was disappointing to lose a friend and um, somebody that I really respect um and um, that was really interesting because it was somebody that had been a really good boss and somebody who had um been not such a great colleague mm-hmm. and that was really taught me a lot about being uh, uh, an executive. Um, and becoming moving to the executive level so there were lessons to be learned uh i, I talk about in in my book or I talk about a lot uh the difference between, Becoming senior management because your whole way up the chain, you're kind of like, oh my God, what did why did senior management do that? What does senior management think about? It's really easy to call a senior management out. Mm-hmm. Um, largely I learned once I became senior management and executive that it's because you don't have all the information. Um, you know, they're working with some information that you don't necessarily have, but you don't know that on at the time until you cross to the other side. Um so that was one big aha, and then this um this other uh issue working with the um uh this one partner and the company that i bought us um and understanding more of the dynamics at that level um was difficult and taught me a lot
0: mm, cool yeah that's that's i can't imagine there's it's always tough when it's relational right yeah, like, those are yeah. the most difficult things to to go through.
1: Yeah, I hope that made sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, so you have a son, yes?
1: I have a daughter. Oh, a
0: daughter, a daughter. Yeah. Sorry, you, you didn't specify. <laughs> nice. Sorry,
1: oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: How old? And how old is your daughter?
1: She is 18, and oh, she is headed to Northwestern University in the fall to be a journalist. She's a writer as well, and um, I'm very proud of her.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So in, in being an entrepreneur and a business person, uh, tell me about how you managed and, and being a single mom too, like yeah. all yeah. of that, like what, yeah. what are some of the things that you found that have really helped and worked for you in the process?
1: Yeah. Um, that's, I had a really amazing, uh, babysitter who helped me. I should point out, I'm not a single Mom, any longer, and I was not able to take on um, the what the what led to this book until I remarried. So I yeah. don't want to be unfair to single moms because my I did plan to write this book while I was while she was younger for yeah. extra income, and I I couldn't do it. Um, I started and I had the bones of it, um, but I could not have taken it over the finish line while I while she was that young. So um, uh, I started it probably. Probably ten years ago, I will say it. What's great about it is that I'm bringing it over the finish line at the same time she is leaving me. So I am I'm doing what I'm doing now and hoping to get a lot of speaking engagements at the time that she is leaving. So it's 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 really wonderful to me to have a passion and something that's really rewarding to do as she leaves me. Um, I can tell you that uh, once she is in school all day, uh, it was. Um, Uh, really amazing to be able to have big chunks of time to work on it. Mm. I can also tell you, once I remarried, it took two years before I could walk into a supermarket or a CVS and not look around and think, oh my God, what can I buy now in the time that I have that I can keep in the freezer? for two or will stay fresh for two weeks until I have time to get back in here again oh man so it really it really was quite um there was you know I did live my life in 10 minute increments it was extremely difficult um being a senior executive at the same time that you are a single mom and with a with a toddler um if anybody out there is is doing an entrepreneurship and keeping a full-time job, my hat is off to them because it is really hard. During the times when I was doing that, I had excellent help, um, and the woman who helped me um, I could not be more grateful to, she's still a very big part of our family today. And I don't know how I could have done that without her. Um, I did, I do feel like I scheduled my life in 10 minute increments. I do feel like every time, the first two years, another thing I did um, was sleep just every chance I got. <laughs> and um, uh, because I was working, I, uh, I paid, a, a, another tip that someone gave me was, the thing you hate to do the most um, throw money at it. So the thing that, uh, I had a friend, the thing she hated to do the most was to clean up after breakfast. So what she would do would be to, um, uh, pay somebody to come in and, uh, make the bed, do the breakfast dishes. And when she got home, she could just start fresh, uh, which was a really great idea. Mine was just laundry. So I took the laundry out and that was worth it. Uh, that's the best advice I can give to somebody who's struggling through that and that, um, they do grow up and become less dependent and it does end, but while you're there, it's pretty difficult.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I like to call the first, like three years like the death zone right you're just like keeping yeah. them alive just <laughs> don't crawl off that cliff or whatever
1: <laughs> i mean as one of my friends told me when i brought her home it's very oh, hard mother. to kill the baby that's yeah. a very good mantra <laughs> it's very hard to kill the baby
0: <laughs> that's a great mantra yeah. no but i love that um idea of delegating as well too on the things that you really that you know don't bring you life.
1: yeah yeah give your life a little bit of pleasure yeah
0: yeah, that's super cool. Okay, so um, what would you say to somebody? Well, a couple different questions. One, A, somebody who's thinking about, they've got a book inside and they're thinking about writing it. What would you say to somebody who's doing that?
1: Uh, Definitely, well, for me, what I did was, I'm I'm kind of an organization freak. So what I kept doing was outlining it. I kept mm-hmm. outlining it and I would write a chunk and then I would re reorganize it and I would write another chunk. And I kept the chunks. And eventually, I came together with an outline and an organization of the content that I wanted, and I put the chunks back in. So I would say, write, if you have an idea of what it is you know you want to say, put it in there and write it. And worry, either worry about the organization later, or if it helps you to start writing, because I had a block against what the organization would be. For example, one of the things I talk about, so my my theory is you need three things to get a job. You need to do three things in an interview. You need to prove that you understand what the job is. You need to prove that, that you can link your skills that you have to doing the job. And you need to prove that you want the job because the job always goes to the person who wants it the most. But that's another story. The first one, um, needing to prove that you understand what the job is, take some analysis of the company. So, for example, if you want to go into sales for the, the um, uh, what I use in the book is um, a medical equipment company, you're going to be selling to the C. Um, COO of a hospital or the CFO of a hospital which means you really need to understand how many beds there are what kind of metal equipment they need um, if you're selling to um, if you're selling batteries um, car batteries aftermarket car batteries you're going to be selling to car dealerships very different right um, who are going to be looking to service cars after they're bought there um, what if you didn't know? What if you didn't really understand the selling process? What if you just went in and said, um, I'm really good at sales. I, under, I I really like working with people. Now you need to understand what that selling product is. So you need to understand what a company does. And those are two really simple ones. If you're talking about middleware, if you're talking about something that's a little more exotic, nobody's going to hire you because if you're not know what they're selling and you decide you don't like it or it's too complex or whatever, too hard, you know, you're going to be out the door. And that's costly to a company. So I have a chapter in my book on how to analyze what a company does. And I didn't really know where to put that. Do you put it in the beginning? Do you put it in the interview section? You know, where do you, do you put it in the application section? Really don't know where to put it. So what I wound up doing was, Uh, uh, putting it right before the interview section, but I wrote that section without knowing where to put it. And it drove me crazy. I had no, I kept like rewriting the organization, but in the end, that was the last thing that went in. But um, I had a real block on, because I had a block on that. I think I waited six months to figure out different organizations. So if you know what's going in there, just write it and you'll figure out where to put it in.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, and this is a question I've been asking for since the beginning of this podcast. What makes you feel fully alive?
1: Definitely when somebody I'm working with or somebody who's read my book lets me know that I've made a difference in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um absolutely that absolutely um being with my daughter um, and uh on being with my dog and being outside and doing things with my family um i will say i really love working and I really love learning. So I kind of skipped the part where um uh for the you know 25 plus years I was in the professional world, I I worked and worked as consultant. I worked in a ton of different industries. So I worked in um uh heavy, what they call um heavy metal industries doing mining and um uh um, steel, and I worked in Uh, Chemical production, and I worked in, as I said, digital marketing for cell phones. I worked in um, digital marketing for a for banking. I worked in all sorts of different industries. I sold textbooks, roofing supplies, just all kinds of different things, and I really, really enjoyed that. And that's part of, again, as I said, one of the things I never expected would contribute to what I'm doing today is that I learned how to analyze a company how to analyze the positions in that company and it's what makes my book much better what makes me much better is that i learned so many industries so i really really i really enjoyed working and i really love learning and i love continuing to learn
0: Hmm. super cool yeah it's that diversity i feel like that's also not as common um for forgive me for your era of (laughs) right when (laughs) people People growing up in the years that you grew up, um, yeah. you know, it was yeah. much more like, hey, stick to this one thing and then do it till you retire. But like yeah. you did all, so many different things, which gave you that totally different perspective and informed the work you're doing now.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. It, I mean, it's weird. I, I can talk to people about what it's like inside a blast oxygen furnace, and I can talk to them about what it's like to market a pharmaceutical in Europe. It's, it's weird, but I love it. And it's, it's made for a really rewarding career.
0: Nice. That's so cool. Okay. So what would you say to somebody who is looking to change careers or is coming out of college? what, What advice would you give them?
1: I would say the difference today is that most people are taught that when you present yourself, you need to present your skills and experience in the best light to a company. I would say that is wrong. I would say what you need to do is to present your skills and experience in a way that shows how it adds value to the company. Mm. So oftentimes, you know, if someone asks me to review a resume, it'll say, you know, a, a cover letter, it'll say, I know I could thrive in your environment. Well, companies aren't interested in how you thrive or where you thrive. They're interested in how you can add value for them. The hiring manager you know, we fought for your position and the budget that we get to pay your salary. And we wanna know that we're gonna get a return on investment in your salary. So if you say, whether you're an executive, a middle manager, or just starting out, we wanna know that you have the skills to do your job, make me look good, and um, do and support everybody around you. So instead of saying, I know I'm going to thrive in your environment, meaning, you know, I'll learn and I'll enjoy it. That's good because, you know, we don't want you to hire you and leave. But what we really want to know is I know I can add value quickly. I learn quickly. I've learned this software. I have these skills. I understand what you need. And I really, really want to do this job because I know I'll enjoy it and be good at it that's the difference and that's kind of the half step you need to take to add a little bit more to your resume to your cover letter to the elevator pitch to your networking and i would say you also need to think of a job search not just as applying to jobs you need to do three things. You need to focus on um, applying to jobs that are posted, which is the easiest, but frankly, the, the least successful, although it happens that you can get a job that way. Networking, which is the hardest, but the most successful way to get your resume passed from the inside, uh, forwarded from the inside to some, to uh, a hiring manager or a recruiter. Um, and the third is what I call professional development. So you want to learn the lingo of the job, the, of the industry that um, that you're applying to. You want to learn what's happening in the industry. You want to learn who the thought leaders are. You want to learn what people in the industry are talking about. You want to follow the company on LinkedIn and see what they're posting about, see what their social media is about. You want to prove that you really want that job and act like you're and be able to talk as though you're already in the industry, already working for the company. And I would think about a job search in three tracks, not one.
0: Mm, That's awesome. Yeah adding value, just like the company is adding value and solving problems. How are you going to add value and solve problems for For them?
1: Right. Especially for your hiring manager.
0: Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Where can people find out more information about you? I know that if people are wanting help with this, they can hire you uh, to help them with it or they can read your book.
1: Yep. My book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the major, um, internet retailers. Um, my website is www.jobcoachimie.com as people of my era add that. (laughs) I'm I'm also on, uh, Instagram at, uh, at job coach amy f um i'm on facebook and for old people and um lots of other and other um things uh other social media as well um uh, instagram that's the other big one i do and um uh i also uh, have some other products as well um, outside of the book so i'm putting up some teaching courses which are not ready yet but i do have some downloads such as a worksheet i mentioned on networking a worksheet on um uh preparing for an interview um developing an interview pitch, a couple of other one-offs like that. So, um, those will, those will be on my website within a week if they're not up there now.
0: Okay. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This is a lot of fun.
1: Oh, good. I had fun too. Thank you, David.
0: Thank you for listening to Sacrifice to Success podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please check out the link in the show notes and you can find all of the details there. If you got something out of this interview, would you please take a moment to share on social media? You can just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to somebody or post it on the socials. Let's see if we can change the narrative of social media and post valuable, positive content. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please go ahead and subscribe. The thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me. If you'd like to know more, go to my website, davidweavercoach.com, or you can follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those links are also in the show notes. And I do also have a free training on my website as well. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time.